0: Your Locked On Hurricanes. Your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, everyone. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. And you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And you can find myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. In today's episode, we will be discussing Saturday's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So let's get on into that because, boy, that game was a doozy, folks. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning ended up going to, going up to nothing within the first five minutes alone. Um, but thankfully, the Hurricanes did play better in the second half of the first period, uh, which was obviously good. Um, because definitely we we're very very frustrated um, after those first five minutes of the Hurricanes just going down to nothing. Because you know it is the National Hockey League. You no, know, no matter how good you are, you know a two nothing lead can be hard to come back from. Because if another team is hot, they're hot, and it can be hard to score against them. Uh, but again, the Hurricanes were able to play better in the second half of that first period which was great, um, because they continue to carry that momentum over into the second period because they came out real fast and hard in that second period. Cedric Pocket, um, who's been a great pickup for the Hurricanes, um, ended up scoring two and a half minutes in, and then Sebastian Aho tied it up a little over a minute later, and boom, tied game. You know, it's a whole new game at that point. Um, you know, if you're Basically, how you started out there, um, which was great, um, and then the Hurricanes continued to play, you know, nonstop, really hard-hitting hockey um, throughout that second period, and then towards the end of the period, Martin Natchez he ended up scoring a really, really clutch power play goal, um, and one thing that was great for him in that second period was he was involved on every single goal uh, because he had an assist on the pocket and Aho goals. And then he scored uh, the goal that gave the hurricanes the lead, uh, which was great. He played phenomenal hockey throughout this entire game, which we'll talk about that more a little bit later. Um, and then, you know, as soon as the third period started, Matthew Joseph ended up tying it up with, in you know, just like 22 seconds, I believe it was, uh, and tied it up and, um, for the lightning. Um, and then it continued to be a really hard hitting battle. Um, reminiscent of, you know, some of those old Southeast division rivalry games between the hurricanes and the lightning. I know some of you guys may not remember those. You may be a little young for that, but some of the older listeners out there, you guys remember how heated those rivalry games could get between the hurricanes and the lightning. Um, and this game was very reminiscent of those. It was the guys really getting after each other. Um, and then Martin Natchez end up scoring the game winner. Another power play goal for him late in the third period. Um, I believe there was a little under four minutes left when he was scored. And then, yeah, the Hurricanes were able to hang on. Um, James Reimer, uh, he did look a lot better you know, in this game. He obviously let in those two goals early on, but he really stepped it up late or really just after that, from the second half of the first period onward, he played way better than he did um, in the first five minutes. And though I have been critical of him this season, um, he has been really good for the Hurricanes and has really stepped up when they needed him to step up, which is something you want out of your backup goaltender. Now, folks, before we dive into the pros and cons of this game, um, I want to let you guys know, even though March is coming to an end, you still have time for at least one of your brackets, Um, and that is, of course, the Built Bar March Madness bracket. Um, We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best protein bar on the market for quite a while now, and Built Bar, if you don't already know, is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now, it's time to find out Which Built Bar is the best? And it is, of course, Built Bar Madness. Um, They've been going on all month long just pitting bars against each other. There have been some upsets. I know a lot of folks were mad when Churro Puff got knocked out. Um, But today's matchup is Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. Um, Personally, I'm going with Caramel Brownie in this matchup. You guys know me, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of coconut-flavored stuff, so, you know, I'm obviously going to go against them. And I have had the caramel brownie. I have had the coconut brownie chunk as well, and I definitely enjoyed the caramel brownie a lot more. Um, So, of course, I'm going to vote for them, and you can vote for whichever one you want. Um, And right now, you can go over to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter, and Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, whether it's caramel brownie or coconut brownie chunk or some other flavor that may have already been eliminated. Um, That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, and don't forget to check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar, guys. And... Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts, guys. And diving on into the pros and cons of this game. There are a lot more pros and cons in this game to say the least. Um, The biggest pro of all being, of course, Martín Natchez. He tied a career high with four points in this game. Obviously, the two power play goals and the two assists, he factored in on every single goal in this game. And by no surprise, he was named the first star. Ajo the second, Paquette the third. Um, But really no surprise there. Um, He has really developed into an absolute stud For the Hurricanes, we obviously know how talented he is, Um, and now he's starting to turn some heads around the league. I definitely still think, as the league goes, he's definitely still underrated, Um, but he is starting to turn heads with his phenomenal play for the Hurricanes. Um, He was just named the second star of the week for the Hurricanes, which we'll talk about that a little more in a second, Um, but... We could not have won that game without Natius, quite literally. Again, he scored on, he factored in on all four of those goals. Um, And then, speaking of people factoring in on goals, Dougie Hamilton extended his point streak to 14 games um, with that assist on that game winning goal, um, which at the time, gave him the league lead in active point streaks, taking the lead from Austin Matthews, which is fantastic for him. Um, It's obviously the longest in Hurricanes Whalers history. I mentioned that on the previous episode, but he's continuing to extend that. And now only 12 other defensemen in NHL history have matched that 14-game point streak or more, which is great. Hope to see Dougie continue that point streak for him. Again, he might not be having the most flashy season like he did last year before he got hurt, but he is still playing really, really good hockey. He is currently third on the team in points with 27, Natchez in second with 28, and Ajo in first with 33. Um, But I really hope he can continue to extend that point streak. Um, Power play was still... Phenomenal for the Hurricanes. It had taken a little bit of a dip in a couple of the previous games, but it came back really strong. Same with their penalty to kill. Hurricanes were able to score on two of their four uh, power plays, and then their penalty kill killed off everything for the Lightning, which is great for them. Um, they continue to have one of the best special teams units in the entire NHL. Um, and then... Cedric Pocket, I mentioned him, you know, at the top of the episode, you know, when we were discussing, you know, um, how the Hurricanes came back in the second period. Um, but he has been a really decent pickup for the Hurricanes. Um, he obviously was acquired in that trade with Ottawa uh, where we sent Ryan Zingle north of the border um, and Pocket came down here. And there was definitely some questions, you know, regarding that trade. I'm just kind of like, uh Why? Yeah, um, because Pocket, yeah, you know, he wasn't really performing in Ottawa. Um, yeah, he's he won the Stanley Cup last year, um, with the Lightning. Uh, but you know, a lot of his shortcomings got masked by just how good that team was. Um, but he has really fit in well with the hurricanes, I would say. He's really added a grit, uh, for them, um, and can step up offensively um for the hurricanes when they need him to. He's done it. A few times now, obviously. Saturday's game being the most recent. Um, But he has been pretty good for the Hurricanes. Um, He's obviously UFA at the end of the season. um, And we'll see how things go there. Um, But I wouldn't be upset if the Hurricanes decided to re-sign him to a cheap short-term deal. Because, again, he's played really, really well for the Hurricanes. Um, He's obviously bit of a defensive-minded player. Um, and when you're playing in Rod war system, who was a very defensive-minded player, obviously, you know, he was a two-time Supply Award winner. Um, so it's nice to see, you know, Pocket being able to succeed in this system, um, which is very nice. Um, but I will say, when it comes to the cons for this game, um, again, there wasn't a whole lot, really just one big one, that stuck out to me in this game. And that's just the Hurricanes need to stop taking stupid penalties. Um, They obviously didn't have anything to the extent of, like, the Brett Pesci uh, or Warren Fogle incidents. They obviously didn't have anything like that. But, yeah, Paquette, even though I was just talking great about it, he took, like, a a high stick penalty less than a minute into the game. Um, Just like, dude, come on. Um, And there are other little things throughout the game, just like, come on, guys. You know better than this. You can't play like this, especially against a team of Tampa Bay's caliber um, because Tampa was playing playoff-level hockey. Obviously, the Hurricanes were as well, uh, but you have to minimize those stupid mistakes um, because come postseason time, teams are going to take advantage of those, and you get to lose only so many times before you're packing your bags and going home. Um, But they really have to get that under control. I do feel confident that they will, um, but I really hope, you know, they can get that under control. They're obviously getting more experience as time goes on. This isn't the team, you know, from, you know, two, three years ago. Um, where yeah, they're extremely inexperienced uh, when it came to the postseason. Even though they made it to the Eastern Conference Final, they're still very, very young, and they're starting to get more experience uh, when it comes to the postseason, obviously just winning in general. Uh, and speaking of winning, they are now in the running for the President's Trophy. Um, but we will talk more about that in just a minute, guys, because now that race is starting to uh speed up for the NHL you're going to want to be placing your bets on who you think will win the President's Trophy whether it's the Hurricanes, Capitals, Lightning, whoever. Um, There's only one place that we trust and one place that has you covered to place your bets on who you think is going to win the President's Trophy and that is of course betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports actions. Football might be over but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. Um, Hornets are playing really good right now. They may have just lost uh, to the Suns in overtime yesterday, but they are having one of their best seasons they have had in a long, long time. College basketball is fixing to head into the Elite Eight for the men's tournament, and you still have the women's tournament in full swing as well. And, like we're talking about right now, the NHL. Um... BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked ON. That is a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your sports book expert. And don't forget to get the upper hand in your fantasy hockey with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season long Dynasty and DFS league. Follow the Locked On. Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, guys, I just mentioned that the Hurricanes are now in the running for the President's Trophy. Um, As of recording right now, they are currently sitting at third in the NHL um, and second in the division. Um, They are behind the Washington Capitals, who are in second place with a 23-7-4 record with 50 points. And... Number one is, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning at a 24-8-2 and record with 50 points. The Hurricanes have closed that gap that had been built between them and the Lightning because when the Hurricanes went on that little bit of a skid, it started to fall a little bit when it came to points, and there was a little bit of a gap, but they've been able to close that, and they are now sitting only one point behind the Lightning, which is phenomenal, and like I said, they are and also you know, one point behind the Caps, uh, but it's great to see just the Hurricanes here you know, continually be a top five team in the league um, and now legitimately in the race for the President's Trophy. And I will say, you know, five years ago, even you know, if you came up to me and told me, hey, in five years' time, the Hurricanes will have made the Eastern Conference Final, made the playoffs what we think is going to be three years in a row and will be a legitimate contender for the President's Trophy and a Stanley Cup contender. And if you had told me that, I probably would have laughed in your face. I'm like, Pierre Carmanos is an idiot. He's not going to hire a good head coach. He's not going to spend any money to bring in talent. Um, yeah, you know, everyone that's been a long time fan, knows, you know, the Hurricanes, they didn't used to do much, uh, to say the least. Um, but it's great to see that, you know, their draft picks, you know, have really paid off well. You got Natchez, Ajo, Fetch, Nedeljkovic, the list goes on and on of just these guys that have stepped up to the plate for the Hurricanes and have put them in the position that they are right now and you know if they're to win you know tomorrow um against the Blackhawks you know they could very well take that first place spot in the entire league um barring you know Tampa or Washington winning and you know staying a point ahead um the Hurricanes can be in that first place spot um and it's great to see um like I said, you know, so many of their young talent is just continually to develop. Um, and talent that they have brought in, you know, via trades, free agency, whatever. You know, these guys are all doing great for the Hurricanes, and it's great to see. Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, Aho, Natchez, Nedeljkovic, you know, all these guys sticking up. Um, but you also have guys like, um, Vincent Trocheck, uh, excuse me, I totally blanked there for a second. You know who came in through a trade, um, and has been absolutely killing it for the Hurricanes. And if he wasn't hurt, he would probably be leading the team in points or goals, uh, or right up there. Even though he's out, he's still sitting at third in the team, um, in goals, um, and that's just showing just how well he was playing for the Hurricanes. And of course, you have a guy like. Morgan Geeky, and Steven Lorenz, you know, who the Hurricanes drafted. Yeah, it may have taken them a little bit to develop for the Hurricanes, but they are playing great hockey. Brock McGinn has continually been a great bottom six guy for the Hurricanes. Hell, he was a first liner earlier in the season when he was riding his high. Um, And then Nino Niederreiter, uh, whenever we brought him in with that trade, um with the wild a couple years yet, yeah, he has been great for the hurricanes yeah he had a down year last year but this year he has turned it around and been playing out of his mind um and then tayo teraviner who we picked up you know a few years back in that trade with chicago he has turned into an absolute stud for the hurricanes as well and it's gonna be interesting to see how he fits back in the lineup you know whenever he gets back from injury because Ajo and have built up such a great chemistry between them two you don't want to split that up um but also you have Nino on that first line as well who's been playing great as well um and looking on the defensive side of thing Hayden Flurry has been a stud for the Hurricanes Pesci has been um you know real consistent for them as well there was the Dougie Hamilton trade, which has paid off in spades for the Hurricanes. Um, and then Jacob Slavin, you know, getting drafted you know, several years ago, continuing to be one of the most steady and best defensemen for the Hurricanes. And then Alex Nadelkovic this year finally coming into his own and looks where he could finally be the goaltender that they wanted when they drafted him back in 2014. But It'll be interesting to see how things go in the expansion draft, that is for sure, because the Hurricanes, they can't keep everyone, Um, they do have several UFAs coming up, Um, and they have such a deep roster, you know, you want to protect everyone, but you can't, so that would be something to look at a little bit more, you know, whenever it gets closer time to the expansion draft, because right now, we need to focus on tomorrow night, which not only is the premiere for Godzilla versus Kong, um, is also uh, the game in Chicago against the Blackhawks, which could potentially give the Hurricanes the lead in not only division but the league as a whole, which is big, big stuff for the Hurricanes. Um, all things considered for them, um, obviously, you know, the Blackhawks they have taken a little bit of a dip while the Preds have quietly started winning more games, whereas earlier in the season, they were definitely a bottom team in the division. They've crept on up into that four spot, you know, and taken it from the Blackhawks. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. But we will talk more about that game tomorrow, guys, because Vincent Trocek has been getting more time at practice, um, also with the power play unit. So We'll talk about that tomorrow, see where he's fitting up in the lineup, if he's ready to come back, if Peter Morazic is ready to come back because he's doing a lot of practice as well. Or will we see Nadelkovic get back in between the pipes and continue an absolute stellar season for him? But we'll have to tune in tomorrow for that. Um, and until then, go follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes and Give it a like on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. And follow me, your host, Jared Ellis at Jared Ellis underscore 96 on Twitter. And you've reached the end of the episode. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.